to another episode of Rotten Mornings. Hello, welcome. Hello. I'm Scott. I'm Matt. I'm Brandy. I'm Grin. I'm Carrie. <laughs> I am Jack's ruined childhood memories. Oh, yeah, I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, hope yeah. you guys are- Having a great rotten morning so far. So far. So far. <laughs> so far. <laughs> there it goes. Just do it like Nike. <laughs> if you, you guys, guys are going so far, uh, maybe we could help with that. Wait, say again, Frankie. I said you guys are full of popcorn. Yes. We have popcorn bellies. And shit. Lots of shit. <laughs> That's delightful. Tell me yeah, more. So the other day, So what do we have in rotten news? Well, well shouldn't Scott ask what do we have in rotten news? Because he never says ask. anything for rotten news. Ask us, Scott. Hey, Scott, what do we have for rotten news? You're not Scott. Uh, I I don't know. Scott's got COVID. That's rotten news. That's uh, COVID boy. So you guys, be sure to put a mask on your phones. Yeah, yeah, we're all probably infected already. Yep. Well, damn. I feel a touch of the scarlet rubella coming on. I feel dead. <laughs> and how is that different from every other day? You're not wrong. <laughs> 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 well, uh, should I just jump into the weather report then? Hey, you know what? Let's start this episode with the weather report. It's a rainy man! <laughs> Tonight's weather report. I remember one late autumn evening, strolling along a leaf-littered road, the air just cool enough for a light jacket. I looked down and saw some seeds of an unknown plant thrown to the side of the street. This forgotten seed pod, cast aside like so many other autumn strolls of days past, the bliss drained from me. I wept. I wept because Grim missed her cue and did not scream podcast when prompted just now. I'm falling! Hey, guys. Um, I've been dealing with all day, and that was the worst part See, because I totally just said podcast in that poem, and you didn't scream. So, gotcha. Well, she doesn't like to be prompted. <laughs> I told him to shut up. Your poem was so compelling. I was getting a boner over here. Yeah. I had a boner when I was writing it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was sitting on your lap the whole time. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> These pages are sticky. 
<laughs> there it is. Ta-da! I like how uh, you glitched out our live. There's a there's a bit of rotten news. So we had a live. Let's start off with rotten news. Well, let's second off with rotten news. And we'll go all the way back to last weekend. Uh, we actually got our cartoon characters done by Good Stuff. We did, and they are bad fucking They are ass. bad I ass. love them so much, but it's so good. Yes, I love them so much. They're kick ass. Yes. So kick ass. We're cartoons. Cartoons. And as it stands uh, right now, there is literally in existence one single bag of rotten bites popcorn. One bag. I don't know is what you're the talking only about. bag that exists in the whole world. I don't know what you're talking about. There is about. one bag of rotten bites popcorn. That is you not just a thing. They just dumped some fake blood into a bag of regular popcorn. You motherfucker. Who told you? <laughs> not a thing. I put pieces of us in there. There's it like a little bit exist. of my foreskin in there. Yeah, they like cut some of my elbow off. Yeah. And my toes. My nose need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else? Oh what God. else do we have in news? Well, on Thursday, you went where? I went out to a adult and I novelty to, store. An I adult novelty store. Me and Grim went to an adult novelty store and dressed up and talked about dildos. I dressed up. And you were weird. And Graham just recorded me talking about dildos well, that for hours. did happen, <laughs> but that is not why you were there. Hey, when there. you walked in there, did they have, like, little sample trays with dildos on toothpicks for you to just, you know, get little dildo samples? Yeah. Well, no, but Matt filmed them anyway. I don't know how. Yes, mm -hmm. I just brought my own toothpicks, and I put them in the dildo. I took the dildos out of the boxes, put a toothpick in them, and set them on the counter, and I was like, oh, free samples. Don't so mind if I do. <laughs> what lovely hors <laughs> So we were actually yeah, out there everything. filming the uh, opening room for uh, City of Chaos. I don't want to give anything away, but it was super, super fun. And those guys are awesome. And they have joined the roster of sponsors. City of Chaos is now an official sponsor of Rotten. Woohoo! Yay! Yeah. And yeah, Grim made cue cards. And, and we got to everything. work with like a guy who had a real camera. I had a real camera. I was not there. <laughs> But I know all. But I was it was there. super, super fun. Um, then, after that, on Friday night, we had the premiere of our new series, Rotten Remains. Woohoo! Yay! That's what I'm talking about. I, I think it was really, really good. Everyone like, y'all want to. I think we each could say something about well, Rotten Remains. We all contributed, and mm -hmm. we were all there. We were all present, and we all gave forth our best effort, and I loved it. And we had a hell of a watch party we for did. that we premiere. Did. It was like 30 to 40 great. people. At Lots of people chiming in and chatting with us. It was great. I feel like all of our series are fun to film, but mm -hmm. I feel like this one was a little more fun than normal. It seems like every time. Yeah. Like a step more, step more. Yes. So we all sat down and I feel like we all just kind of went at it. Yeah. It wasn't better and better. too we much. We definitely had a blast into it. Yes. yes. And Carrie tasted pee. Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs> Scott, uh, you want to say something about the episode? Um, yeah, 
the uh the episode was really good the the skits um this time all kind of flowed together and uh it was a really good job of editing i like that everybody contributed so everybody had to kind of buy in and, and had some say but i think that the pacing on this one has uh kind of stepped up from previous episodes so it had really good pacing where there's there's uh not too much in one spot and then uh long segments of walls um i think it was really good i was really happy with it uh i really like the review from uh blue life yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny i want to point out a couple of things in that review he kept saying this is the one thing that made me laugh but he kept coming back on screen laughing his ass off he also said, I know Rod Reviews is probably going to be like, oh, this is a this is the nicest review you've done. And he was like, well, you made a shitty episode. What do you expect? So I'm kind of led to believe that the better our episode, the more shitty talks. Yeah. And, you know, I've never heard him review our podcast, so I'm fairly certain he doesn't listen. But if anybody out there knows Blue Life and who we're talking about, you should send him this so we can now get a review of our podcast. Yeah, I'd like to give a review of his review. Uh, it was like literally a one out of ten. He, I feel like he phoned it in. I felt like most of the time he was just laying in his bed. Fangirling over Carrie. Fangirling yes. over Carrie. Uh, and I but think, he likes Scott and yes, Nancy. I think <laughs> personally that no matter what he does, he's not going to get laid by Scott. I mean, it's just it's not going to happen. I think it's funny how much he hates me. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't say anything bad about Brandon. Never. No, no, he doesn't say anything Brandon bad about Brandon. So, uh, Frankie, you got something you want to say about the episode? Yeah, I mean, uh, I thought to me the best part was the uh, the reveal in the post credit scene that Grim is actually Ghost Rider. I thought that that was awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and. and Beyond that, no, I've got nothing else to say. I think we left it all on the uh, on the camera there. So yeah, I, agree. I think it was really solid. Can I can I just say that based on a couple of skits and the intro, this was the most vanguard of anything we've shot in the last few. Agreed, years. agreed, agreed, agreed. I, I have no clue say, what you're talking I can't about. Even say shot. I could say edited. That's what I'll say. Editing. I don't know, like our shots were more, our shots were more epilepsy minor as we went back to those moving cams and all that stuff, not being like, we, we're finding a better balance between movement and stagnant cameras. And I think that that's becoming more and more prevalent to me. I really like it. I we like, need to I get it. the way it all turns out. I love how we film together. I love how we each work with each other and together. It's uh, it's fantastic. But best of all, in my opinion, is getting to see how it all came together in a finished product. It just, it cracks me up watching our stuff. Yes, yes. we all flow so well together. I'll, I'll also say this. There's a lot of times we hear people like reach out to us and like, man, y'all look like you're having so much fun, man. I'd love to be there and, and, and do that. And a lot of the times I'll say like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like that, doesn't it? But I can honestly say for this series. Yeah. Yeah. You would have loved to have been here and worked on this stuff that we worked on. Cause it was fucking stupid fun. It was. It was. It was. And you can tell by the eight hours of outtakes at the end of the episode. Yes. <laughs> Dude, you know, you Something know when I boiled it down, 
it was four and a half hours of, of behind the scenes it shit really that was. I had to like watch every minute of to find the better stuff. Well, okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, we're not usually very good at remembering to try to record behind the scenes stuff. We have gotten better. We've and gotten a lot better. For this series specifically, we all kept reminding each other to have an extra camera on in order to get some of that extra stuff. Because a lot mm -hmm. of our stuff, we only do two or three shots and you might get a few outtakes from that. But most of the time we take whatever we came up with, even if it wasn't what we were going for. Yeah. Exactly. So having an extra camera running is how we really get those behind the scenes things. And we reminded ourselves a lot during this series, whereas we haven't done that. Slash Graham stuff. reminded us all a lot. Thank God. Yes, true. <laughs> she definitely reminded us the most. But, but I'll sure. say this, when it comes to me editing and the way I edit, like I don't, like I love when we have like a flushed out idea, but I also really love when we forget something and I have to figure out a way to make it work because that's just like, it's, it gets weird and esoteric sometimes. And sometimes it's just off the wall. And I, I fucking love how we have found a way to like manipulate this a lot better as a machine. Well, we each have our own strong suits of what we remember, what we recall, what we grab, what we do, what we bring up. So I think that helps too. And none of it feels like we're forcing anyone to do something they're not comfortable with. We've learned each other's strengths much yes. better. Yes. I really <laughs> like that red sweater that Scott was wearing in the bloopers segment. I agree. It was adorable. Yes. Not really. Scott, so, any comment on the red sweater? Scott died from even... COVID. Just let it keep running, Scott. No, let it keep recording. Uh, he just hung himself on his <laughs> <laughs> No. I hate that he is sick and not feeling well. That Scott, really sucks. please get better soon. I don't like when you're not feeling that. Please. Hey, Graham, that was really good. But if you could like... uh. Give me one more take of that, but with some emotion. Oh, God, just start it back over again. That's and all the ready, emotion here we go. I can muster. And action. Fuck you, Scott. There yeah. you go. <laughs> all right, so what else do we have in Rotten News? So the other Rotten News, and this was kind of like came out of nowhere. Uh, good stuff came down and brought us, what, four, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen new flavors. That's some good counting. Yes. <laughs> Which is why we are still on a sugar high. Yes, we are. Even though that happened yesterday afternoon. Oh, and we wrote a uh, we wrote a song. Kettle corn sugar high. Kettle corn sugar. Uh, kettle corn sugar high. Kettle corn sugar. Uh, kettle corn sugar uh, <laughs> stay tuned for the uh, stay tuned for the acapella rendition at this year's Creepy Con in Knoxville. Yes. Yes. We also did a little bit of We also did a little bit of filming with good stuffs uh, prior mm -hmm. to doing the kettle corn live that we did. So we've got about four skits ready already for, for the next, the next episode. episode on 
And we did a live tasting the popcorns and a lot fucked up halfway through because mm-hmm. our phone overheated. Yeah, this yeah. time it was mine, not Matt's. So and we we it was my swap, fault. We, we swapped swap out, but we had a fucking kick-ass turnout for Carol's. Kick-ass. We had a kick-ass turnout for that. A lot of people saw it. Uh, a, a lot, lot of people of... saw rem- Remains. Like, yes. a lot of people have, have seen a lot of our shit this week. And uh, I love the shit out of it. I haven't checked it recently, but even just a few hours after we did our premiere, it was already, it, like... 130 views yeah. at that point in time. This morning it was even higher. So it's fucking awesome. Fucking awesome. I'm not banned on Facebook anymore. I'm, Grim's not banned on Facebook anymore. So I'm spamming everybody. I've Yay. actually confession time, guys. Like I've just been paying people that I run into in Lowe's parking lot to watch our Rotten Remains episode. So that's really probably Frank, really, really, really Frankie? Really? Yeah, you haven't gone the extra mile and got us that one thousand and fifty. Can't you reach a little deeper in those? Oh man, I can't make that reference, but you know what I'm gonna say and get some of that money out of there. You want me to go to a second Lowe's parking lot and get those people too? Correct. Okay, I got you. I'll work on the shit out of Grim right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, do we have anything upcoming in Rotten News? Hey, we uh, had a okay. milestone this week where we hit over oh, yeah. listens on the podcast. Say yes. that again. You cut out a little bit. I said we hit a milestone this week where we hit over 3,000 listens to our podcast. That is fucking Woo! awesome. awesome. Yeah! That is so fucking awesome. I'm glad that you guys like don't aren't around me all the time because you would think I'm a complete psychopath. Like a thousand of those were actually me. We think oh, that anyway. Hold on. Let, let me uh let me back that statement up. Did you say we would think you're a complete psychopath because we had to be around you? Well, yeah, I mean, listening to our podcasts over and over again and, you know, interspliced with some Dolly Parton and, you know, some recordings of sheep being slaughtered. Yeah, I mean, I would think that would be how you I thought be. you said Dolly Parton. Is that like an oxymoron? <laughs> okay, whatever that means. <laughs> but yeah, really, what does it I mean? think somehow I managed to listen to the podcast like 15 times this week, and I didn't mean to. I just was like doing different promos for it, and so it would play. And I'm like, I only do that segment, and then it would just play. And I, I kind of enjoy listening to it. And I'm like, man, I've listened to this so many times this week, dude. I think no. the last podcast episode is up there with one of my favorites. And hopefully we can carry this one because this movie sure as fuck isn't going Dude, to. this is not going to be one of my favorites because we're talking about part fucking five. Uh, yeah. We're so, all in accordance with this. I'm just hoping like... we're ready for that part? I'm hoping that Scott doesn't come out of nowhere with my favorite movie is Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5 so we can really have the Charlie's Angel debacle from olden days. I think Scott is feeling bad enough that he's just wondering when he can get the rest of us to stop talking so he doesn't have to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. This is my favorite of the series. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Why? Because Cameron Diaz's fucking cameo is one of Freddy's fingers. This is the Thor 2 of Nightmare movies. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Uh, it, 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 it's the Hellraiser three of the series. 
That's a slap. And it though. It's slapping. Oh, but I have a lot of thoughts about that. We'll talk about that in the next section. Uh, we will. Been, uh, closer to uh, CreepyCon that's coming up. Yeah. Uh, hot season is, is coming up really soon. We're all very excited about that. Uh, so excited. Hey, Rotten Reviews has four sponsors, and we have a lot of work, and I can't wait to see what sponsors we will be still to come on board with us. Oh, yeah. Two, three, five, four. We don't need no poodle war. One, two, three, four. We don't need no poodle war. <laughs> did you say poodle war? <laughs> I did. I said poodle that first time. <laughs> we don't need poodle wars either. <laughs> uh, Frankie, you're, you're, you're opposing the wrong thing on the wrong show. I, you're supposed to go on Maury for the poodle uh, war next week. What the fuck am I supposed to do with all these fucking poodles? Though? Just throw them out. Maury filed a restraining order. So <laughs> it's going to be on you guys. Ah, <laughs> oh, god damn it. So no Actually it's it's funny. I came up with this idea for a t-shirt. There's a couple that I've made now that are uh, we are rotten and the W is enlarged so it looks like it says war and I'm going to use that when I make the pull noodle war shirts. Because it'll say pull noodle war and then have the we are rotten going long ways over the war. What are you going to do for the poodle war? Uh, I'm just going to get me a couple of poodles and hope for the best. We're all going to wear poodle skirts. You can have poodles. I don't want your poodles. You know what? You're a bitch. (laughs) Damn. 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 (laughs) Ooh, girl. Damn. (laughs) Ooh, girl. Ooh. Do you guys want to just spend like the next hour doing Mr. Show quotes instead of talking about this? TTOMO, dog. Yeah, I'm just going to head out. All right. Let's uh let's go on and take that break so we can get on to the next segment. Coming this October, as night falls on a quarantine prison somewhere in Vincent, Alabama, vampires have taken over at Hellbilly Hollow, and things will never be the same. Come visit Hellbilly Hollow in Vincent, Alabama. You'll have the best night of your life. Yes, we'd love to have you in our neck of the woods. The weight is driving us batty. This year, we've raised the stakes. Join us. Join Join us. One of Alabama's top-rated haunts. This is the one for you. Hillbilly Hollow Haunted House Attraction in Vincent, Alabama. Open at 7 p.m. every Friday and Saturday in October. Tickets available at the door. Exclusive merchandise. Tasty concessions. Live entertainment. Well-lit bathrooms. For more information, check us out on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and at hillbillyhollow.com. And we will see you there. Join us.
Yeah, we have to take a break. Sure. Okay. Yeah, really? could we take a break from talking about A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, for forever? Well, we could do that. Uh, but it's part of the series and is a requirement. Are we doing Freddy's Dead? We're doing Freddy's Dead. Are we doing uh, Freddy versus Jason? We are. Okay, I thought so. And that was a nightmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and a new nightmare. And the remake. And the, man, this series is going to last forever. Yeah, and Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> Every episode. <laughs> Every episode in detail. All three. Behind the scenes. <laughs> I, think, I think that's probably going to be what. Oh, oh, hey, everyone's here. Oh, shit. Scott and I were just discussing the future of the podcast. Oh, yeah? So you guys going to have that baby, or? <laughs> yeah, the dream child. <laughs> oh, what a lead-in. What a fucking lead-in. Good one. Yeah, guys, now, that was well. way better than anything that happens in this movie. Agreed. So hey, if you guys have we... been uh, paying attention to the series so far, we've done uh, Nightmare on the Street 1, 2, 3, and 4, so today is 5. A movie that Wikipedia describes as the fifth installment. Oh my god. <laughs> I, hey, Wikipedia has a lot more to say about it than just that. That was after I read that, I was done. <laughs> Wiki, I am I'm wikied out. So Wiki out. <laughs> before we get deep into the episode, I just want to say a little bit of news that I just got. Um, the next time we do a kettle corn review. Uh, Azazel will be joining us. Azazel is going to come down here for our next review. We've already reviewed three different flavors of his. Good times. Is he just going to stand menacingly over you while you review them and hit you over the head if you say anything bad? I hope so. <laughs> that would be so badass. He's gonna kick all our asses. Yes. Blink be- twice if he's making you do this. I'm doing <laughs> it right now. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. Audio medium. <laughs> I hope he kills you. Yeah. Luckily, we have a brandy, so there's gonna be no deaths from us. I'm sorry. I hope he unlives you. Yes. <laughs> West Brandy on the lives of. Okay, so we're talking about uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part Five, uh, the Dream Child. Yes. Yes. Uh, this is considered uh, by many people one of the films. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I think Crystal and Ebert said we didn't quite get time to finish it. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> This is that a, is the one point about this film that has no controversy is that it just you know it it's there, there it was. <laughs> yeah. uh, before uh, we get into the numbers and the synopsis, do we kind of want to go around and just kind of give a a brief what we thought about the movie? Yeah, yeah, sure. You want to start it off so we know what vein you're going for? Oh yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> I 
I, I don't think that this was the best film of the series, but I like that this film exists because whereas the last movie was super camp uh, joking Freddy, this brought the horror Freddy back. Um, even though it, it didn't, it wasn't wildly successful at it, this brought horror back to the series that may have been missing or had if it had continued down the camp route would have just gone the way of, of just camp. So there was, yeah. there was really important parts of this movie. Uh, there's some silly and then also some fun deaths, but I hate that we didn't get to see all of it because of the uh, MPAA cutting half the movie out. Yep. Yes. Frankie, what do you got to say? So you know how the Evil Dead series, like the first one's just like a, like a, a straight-up horror, very dark, very gritty. The second one... Same deal, but they introduced some uh, comedic elements. And then you got Army of Darkness, which comparatively is like a cartoon, but still manages to be fucking great. You know? Well, Nightmare on Elm Street 5 is the same logic, except all those compliments do not apply. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh, I'll say this about the movie. Uh, it was, I remember the first time I saw it was at a friend of my house, uh, named Todd Powers. He was mad money and they had a satellite. So we happened to watch it because they had the, the adult channels. Um, and I remember like seeing boobs right there in the beginning of the movie and, uh, I'm trying to think if you remembered anything else that I liked in that movie. <laughs> um, hey, what's... can I, can I interject just one second? One, yeah, the go one ahead. Thing that I do really like about this movie is that it's called the dream child. And literally it begins with the conception of the dream child. Yes. yes. And you know that, that, well, let's continue around the room. Grim, what is your one thing to say about this movie? For one, there should have been a lot more death scenes. This was way too fucking low. It fucking blows my mind how low the death scenes are actually. And someone is actually saved completely. I didn't like that. Yeah. So that's that's the first thing I'm gonna say. So go ahead. Randy. Um, I mean I I agree with everything that's been said so far. I would like to have seen what it was supposed to be before the MPAA ripped its guts out. Agreed. Carrie? I didn't like it at all. Honestly, I thought it was very rushed. Um but I feel like you'd expect that when they wrote the script. Yes. Half of it was written during the filming. So yeah. I, I'll yeah. leave it at that. It, but it, I they were writing every single nightmare <laughs> that comes out. They like go ahead and say like, hey, it's coming out at this time. So can we finish the movie? And everyone gets a little bit closer. It's more and more rushed every fucking time. And I, I think that when it came to this part, they were finally like, dude, this is like, it was the last slasher film of the 80s. All the rest of them came out at, in the 90s. So it's the last slasher film of the 80s. And this is what they tried to fucking do. And you made right? You scratch your head on why was it the last fucking slasher movie? Because okay. the 80s was over. It was, yeah. That's it. Oh, I get it. Now. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, 
So uh, we're going to turn it over to Brandy for the statistics. So A Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, was released on August 11th, 1989. It was directed by Stephen Hopkins, and the screenplay was by Leslie Bohem. Uh, it was produced by Robert Shea and Rupert Harvey of New Line. The budget was $8 million. The box office, U.S. only, was $22.1 million. And it made 8.1 its opening weekend, which I believe was the worst first reception it has gotten. Now, can you read the uh, who directed it? Stephen Hopkins. Motherfucker. I've done three days research on Stephen Hawkins and this whole black hole thing. And I was like, how the fuck Hopkins. Well, there goes there's just threw away my notes. Wait, isn't that the director of Predator 2? <laughs> Is it? I love how Matt thinks he made notes. <laughs> I made notes. <laughs> This one time. I mean, what's that all over your leg? Yeah, those are notes. This is a beast. So you just threw away your leg. (laughs) 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 R.I.P. I will will say this about the movie. I'm sitting here taking your. Ha, ha, ha. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, Frankie. Go ahead. She's studying for a CPR class. Oh, God. Uh, this movie is a great argument for keeping abortion legal. Agreed. In the movie, we're supposed to believe a newly conceived fetus is dreaming and it brings Freddie back. The solution here is simple abortion. If you know, it's interesting. Listen, it's interesting how it rides the line of. Of saying a child is an actual thing, and it also is still pro-abortion because if she would have aborted Freddie, her friends might be alive. Her friends might be alive. Literally, everybody that Freddie had any kind of, if she would have aborted the baby, the world would have been a better place. Well, not only that, I'll take it a step further. If the director, writer, and producers of this movie had been aborted, we wouldn't have ever had to suffer through this. <laughs> well, honestly, it takes us back to the what we said on the last one, where Alice is always very willing to throw more fodder to Freddie. And I think that's amazing. Maybe we misunderstood the power that she got the Dream Master from uh, the uh, Dream Warrior at the end uh, from um, Arquette, Narquette's character. Uh, is oh. that she loves giving her friends to Freddy Krueger? Apparently, all she got from Narquette in this movie was the blonde hair. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where was blonde in this one because she was supposedly becoming more yeah. and more like her. It all makes sense. And I like Dan was there. Continued the trend of, hey, we're gonna bring back the survivor from the last movie, and they will be the first one to die. Yes, <laughs> perfect. But at the same time, it was the the only brought back survivor that didn't die in this film. We still. Have- 
And what? she's still she's still a shitty dream warrior. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but like, still to this, just like you know, to like, this it, day, even in the mythos of Freddy Krueger, Alice is technically the only final girl that ever was. She's still a final girl to this day. She hasn't been killed by Freddy. And there was a yeah. Final baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, just everybody else around her died. You know. Yeah, because like, she keeps throwing everybody else. Hey. Look, okay, so I thought I had control, but I don't. There's this dude that kills you in your sleep, so I need you to know about him, so he'll kill you in your they sleep and leave me alone. Start again in this movie. They were like, "Look, Freddie, if you know about Freddie, Freddie can get you, so we don't need to talk about it." And the very next scene, they're like, "So, anyways, Freddie Krueger is like, about <laughs> not ah. only that, knocking Alice for throwing people under the bus." And then at the same breath, you're like, Alice is the only person who survived. So I'm just saying, maybe it's a good idea. Right? <laughs> like, as long as you give your friends to Freddie, he'll be like, oh, you're pretty cool, bitch. <laughs> bitch. The, uh, the swimmer, I mean, she, she fought against believing in Freddie. And the whole time, Alice is just like, no, dude, he's real. No, dude, he's real. Through the whole movie until finally, yeah, Freddie fucking got her. You know, and she might have been fine, you know. If Alice hadn't just keep kept trying to reel her in, you know. Yep. So let's give the synopsis of this movie real quick. Uh, you basically pick up at the end of part four with Alice and Dan. Um, it implies that they are having a baby. Uh, it turns out that that scene is actually another, like a stand-in woman, and the guy who did the Super Freddy part. Absolutely because he was standing in for Dan's body, and uh, the actor that played Dan was like, "Hey, thanks for making me look buff like that." And uh, yeah, stunt cock, one hundred percent. And you progress to find out that Alice is pregnant, and she starts visiting Freddie's memories, which was an idea of one of the directors about this whole memory pond thing. Um, it happens. Right at conception. Yeah. And Freddie starts getting an idea that resurrection could happen to him if he can feed her baby the souls, then he could use them to like resurrect himself, basically, through the kids some kind of way. Um, I, I don't fucking know. But then of course kills like what three of her fucking friends, boo fucking who. Uh probably one of the first horror movies that had comic book like type imagery in them uh which i thought was was probably the cooler thing about this movie but then you know she fucking goes not my baby not right now and and her baby's like hey freddie i want to go with you now and then freddie's like i'm an idiot all of a sudden bitch and uh yeah and then the kid's like boogity boo and then uh (laughs) They both put their babies back in their bellies. They go their separate ways, and Mary Magdalene just kind of like <laughs> walls herself back up in her crypt, and fucking they say like, "I cool, I'm a single mother now. Thanks, Freddie. My whole entire support system is gone." But you know what? We'll that's make this happen. Well. That's the quickest synopsis we've had so far. She did yeah. have her first friend. Oh yeah, she still has the swimmer. Yeah. 
that dresses that like was... a candy striper while she's working as a nurse. Why even go to college or anything like that? You can just be a nurse while you're in hospital. Yeah, as a candy striper, yeah. that they suddenly give you all this training to be a nurse as a candy striper. Yeah, because that makes sense. Yeah, here's a great thing. You know what? Fucking Springwood's fucking hospital shit is like the most off the wall, crazy, also ready to go. Like and they are wearing them. They can fix time. anybody with anything, and they also can't even heal a guy with a cold. But dude, this is like the most up and down healthcare of any place I've ever been. Oh, and not only that, but fucking the hospital has no children in it. I thought that yeah. was the yeah. stupidest line in this fucking movie. What kid? There's no kids in this hospital. What There's the fuck? It's uh, funny if she said that. There was like a group of kids with balloons, like just visiting the hospital, like walking through, like, ha ah! And they're like, yeah, no fucking kids, bro. Fuck those kids. Get out of here, kids. This is a hospital. What do you think? This is a fucking library. <laughs> yeah. There's no kids here. And that's not suspicious. So we have. Um... Uh, first of all, I'd like to say that if that was the description on the back of the DVD, I probably wouldn't have rented that. Secondly, I, uh, what is the description on the back of the DVD? Hey, did you have money? We'll take it. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think, what's the relationship in this film to Elm Street? Alice, just because it's Alice just is Alice. still connected. Dan and Alice were still connected. Yeah, but Alice was a friend of Kristen who was on... It doesn't matter. At that point, Freddie realizes that he can just feed off of any group of souls so long as he follows the girl's power because she has to bring the the, the souls to him. Oh, I know. He was hiding out in Dan's semen this whole time. Yep. Good God. Which is what they should have shown. They should have shown the sex scene. And then shown like semen going to the egg, and one of the semen turns to the screen, and it's like, I'm gonna impregnate that bitch. <laughs> and then oh, swims no. into the egg. Uh, Fred is a bitch twice. Only twice. I mean, why not? You had Freddy, baby, and that was fucking terrible. You might as well have had Freddy semen. Freddy, Wait, baby, was the fucking funniest, well, ghoulies know, looking shit. Freddy as a baby. So the screenwriter they brought in after a couple of different revisions of this script was Leslie Bohem, that's who's credited with the screenplay. Uh, but she actually originally proposed this idea for part three as a baby Freddy. I, I thought that I mean, he, baby Freddy I mean, was Craven's thing for, for three. No. It was another writer that wanted to do it they like had that. Proposed it, yeah. And because the producer was pregnant, she was like, "I can't, I can't do that. I, I'm not into it." Hmm. And they dropped him from the project. And then they came back to him like, "Oh, uh, hey, the public's ready for that now. Let's go there." Because yeah. they couldn't fucking get, they couldn't make a decision on who to get to do this fucking movie. Not like there was a writer strike at this well, point. Well, no, no. See, what happened was they had uh, David show, I believe, uh, started writing part five under the name Freddie Rules. Yeah, because he was a hardcore punk deco type and vibe. I don't know what up. reason they didn't like that, but they then, New Line then hired uh, John Skip and Craig Spector to write a new script. But then they decided that was too Kubrickian. Uh, so then they brought in Leslie Leslie Boheim to rewrite it. 
and they were the ones that had originally pitched the idea of Freddie as a baby for part three. Yep. Didn't uh, John and Craig have to fight to get credit for their scripts? Yes, because and they the guy wrote the script and the people that they had like told, hey, we don't want you to write it. They gave his script to them and told them to do rewrites on the dialogue because it didn't sound right. You know, the actors that they didn't even want to memorize their lines because they knew they'd probably just be changed on the spot. Yeah, right. Not to mention the fact that Robert Shea and the director was like, hey. We've got these big sets to build, so you're kind of going to be directing yourself in this scene, mm-hmm. and uh, it totally doesn't show. Well, they all, well, yeah, they totally changed even what they had for a script once they had the director and decided to base one of the characters <laughs> off of Stephen Hopkins. Yeah. What the fuck? Scott, was that? did you just die? Scott, come back. Yes, so. <laughs> because the character <laughs> Mark was based on him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Scott's no, done. Hopefully, baby. this won't be like a three-hour. <laughs> it's cool, guys. I had I had a pretty good run. Yeah, Brady doesn't care. I was giving him a minute to recover. Yeah, are One you good? Okay, so anyways, uh, <laughs> no, so right like, off the bat, realize this film came out. This film. From the release of the last movie to this one was like a year. So they yeah. like half-ass wrote, half-ass cast, half-ass directed, half-ass edited this to be in the theaters within a year. We shot Fatal Cut two uh, two years ago, and we hadn't seen a single ounce of that footage. Well, that's not true. We saw you've Rotten used Graham some kids. of it in Rotten Scripts. Not not well. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't done well in the first place. It would be like saying, like, dude, we filmed all of Nightmare on Elm Street 5 and it hasn't released. And it was like, yeah, but it sucks. But it, instead, they just released it. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only difference. Well, they rushed every aspect of this movie as it was. And you're talking about something that we rushed to just film in a day. <laughs> but. They were complaining that they only had four weeks to do this one. Yeah. I don't know how you spend this much time with characters in a movie that deliver this much exposition and still they make no connection on a human level. I did not give a fuck about these characters either. They no, were in- water. Each one were, of the characters, they were just given a tropish they sort were of attitude. Of characters. The comic book yeah. guy was like, I, I don't like blood. That's literally yeah. his whole fucking character. Exactly. And I do like comic books. Yeah, you figure out everything about the characters in like the first few minutes of the movie. Yep. Like it's just, it's set That's and it. you just, you get it. You pick up on this everything. Is their they do it at the graduation so they true. can be like, hey, this is the cheerleader girl. Hey, this is the comic book guy that thinks he's cool. Hey, this is the jock. All right, cool. This so anyways, we've got that established. Let, let me show you now an hour of movie without anything else in it. So, so to that point, this film feels like, to me, it feels like the sequels to Sleepaway Camp. And, and I say that because in Sleepaway Camp 2 and Sleepaway Camp 3, I don't know anything but death scenes. 
That's all yeah. I can remember. In this film, uh, I wish I didn't remember anything but the death scenes because there's some right? really, yeah. really innovative death scenes in this film. And I wish they would have had more of them. Oh if they would have had a seven-person kill count this movie, this movie would have been fine. It could even been 30 minutes longer. I'd be okay with that. But the amount of people they killed was just so... Well, also, the kill scenes that we did see, even the coolest parts, were very limited and chopped badly. So you Uh, start off at the very first thing, which is dance. Which is actually really cool looking for what you can see. Geiger has like... um, His death is awesome. Dan's death is awesome. That is some great body horror that is tainted by the fucking shitty robot Freddy face on the motorcycle and just the incessant shitty one-liners from Robot Freddy. Yeah. yeah. The Not to FX mention... was fucking phenomenal, though. I love the wires going into the hands. Yes. yes. That was the fantastic. The fact that scene was getting to its fucking crescendo and they cut is the most depressing fucking shit in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is Tetsuo Iron Man like for an American audience. Yes. yes. And it was right when the wires were about to go into his leg. It just cuts away and it's like, it drives. MPAA? Exactly. And I remember when I saw this as a kid, that was the part that really stuck with me, that really fucked with me, was yeah. the, you know, the him melding with the motorcycle. But man, literally every time it shows, like even in the shitty, like soul tentacles thing in the very end, like the tentacle with the dance, like cyborg motorcycle skull thing, still looks badass. Oh shit! And this is where you first get to really pick up on how this director does what he does. It's almost like he is like super duper interested, and they even said this. And like old school American Gothic or just straight up Gothic art. And there are so many different shots that are replications of like already famous paintings. Yeah. Well, there were some really cool shots of this and some really cool effects. And the overall dream quality of the movie could have been much more interesting, except for the majority of the time, it just didn't make sense. Yep. So, yeah, what was that? Uh, that was a classic Goya piece with the uh, woman with the cartoonishly inflated face coming out of the refrigerator, wasn't it? I love that painting. <laughs> <laughs> Goya, you crazy is what it is. I don't Goya know who Goya is. Yeah, that may be a yogurt for all I know. Yeah, it was that a was really <laughs> All right, but, so we're still at so Dan's death. death cuts away right as it's getting to its crescendo, and it's basically like he fucking gets run over by a truck, and Alice is like, "Oh fuck! I just saw this guy falling into my uterus," and uh, <clears throat> she knows he's just right outside in the truck, and I, I personally don't mind the line when Dan pops up half burnt and he's like, hey, Alice, want to make babies? And and then that's it. She falls out. She's like, you know what? My boyfriend's sitting here clearly still cognitive, not dead, fine, but in a burning car. So instead of helping him out, let me just take a nap. Fuck it. I'm going to take a nap. Well, so he passes out and then 
as soon as you're at the hospital, they've just decided to leave her in a dark room. I mean, she just suffered tra- trauma. Just let her sleep it off. It'll be all right. Hey, why did Dan reanimate as Freddie? Like who, like, who was dreaming to see that? If it uh, was the baby, was the I don't understand how this movie works. Well, let, let me explain it. When her baby went to sleep, her baby got her power of being able to put people to sleep in the daydream, but then Freddie used her power to bring the people in. Let me clarify. It's a fetus at this point, not a baby. That's her point. And let me just throw this in there. You all sound like madmen. <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to do trigonometry. Like, this is fucking... Like, I cannot wrap my brain around how, like, this scene actually fits within the rules. But I should have given up on the rules, like, several movies ago. They're yeah, well, the rules were never ago. even established. They're really not, regardless of what we all believe is the iconic Freddy, the rules have not been consistent well, okay. in any of the, these movies that we have talked about. Let me know when it comes to the rules and why this went this way. Freddie has been kind of resurging the same way in part three and part four, even though part four was yes. a little bit different. Every single time he gets killed by the souls that he collects. So maybe he was like, maybe I don't need to pull these souls into me. Maybe I can like contain them somewhere else, but still use the power from them. Because again, when the souls go into him, same fucking thing happens again. But do you think if we had had a consistent writer or consistent director or potentially both working together for each of these films that the rules might have been a bit more consistent as I well. Agree, but if that would have happened this wouldn't have been the shit stew that made a fucking you know empire. True, true. Shit stews are pretty good. It works out for us. So Dan wakes back up from being burning and or she wakes up in the hospital and she's in this dark room. For some reason they kept the lights off. And there's all these doctors like watching her through the windows, which again doesn't make any fucking sense. <laughs> and the doctor comes in and he's like, uh, "Who's who's gonna tell her? Uh, I don't know who's gonna tell her. Who's gonna tell her?" Let's and then her the her boy, the friend, the candy striper, is like, "Let me give you your Alice, you're pregnant." And she was like, "Oh, fuck." Um, yeah. So who is squeaking a chair? That would be I, me. Sorry about that. It's okay. That was me. I've been squeaking Frankie's chair. He keeps <laughs> shifting around in my lap. <laughs> I'm gonna cry again. Don't do it. Don't do it. Hey guys, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come right back. Here we go. Bye. Bye. Don't go that way, man. You know who's back there? It's that serial killer from that movie. What? Why are they here? I thought they were supposed to be chasing the kids at summer camp or invading the nightmares of the kids on that one street. Well, they're all here. Brought in to fight off the mutant chickens and now it's a horror free for all. Oh, where do I buy tickets? The Haunted Chicken House in Heflin is the largest tourist attraction in East Alabama. Open every weekend in October. Tickets are $15 per attraction, two for $25 and three for 40. 
ride the hayride of horrors. Visit the haunted chicken house. Defy death in the infamous crazy train. For more information, check us out on Facebook, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, and thehauntedchickenhouse.com. And we'll see you there. Yay! I'm not. Carrie. I don't see a flaky. Uh. Yeah, I'm not seeing flaky either. He got the invite. I'll re-invite him. Did you kill him, Scott? Scotty! You got the COVID. God damn it. Why'd you have to get the vid, yeah. Scotty? Uh, <laughs> woo! Maiden too. <clears throat> so we're, we're up to the second death? Hold on. Can I bring up one thing? Yes, of course. We've uh, So Ghost Nun took a break in part four. Uh, here we are with Ghost Nun again, back in the fold, stronger than ever. And we actually get the uh, Ghost Nun uh, backstory here. Well, actually, the, the, the events as they took place. Um, and you have with all the uh, 100 maniacs I know that uh, Freddy's whole thing is supposed to be you know he's the son of 100 maniacs uh, the but I do think I spotted Freddy's biological father in the group of maniacs down there yeah. no, I kind of <laughs> feel like a dick because I forgot so much about five that I forgot that this is the second time that Robert England is seen without makeup. It just kind of greased yeah. his hair back. Well, he, in the- this movie. he plays two different characters without makeup. Yeah. And there's two different, there's three different characters in Freddy makeup in this one. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is also God, like, the makeup yeah. of yeah. Freddy in this time. Like, I can't say, even with the stuff that I read that other people say about it, I can't say that I thought it was horrible, but I did very much notice a marked difference. Like, the shape of Robert England's face is much more clear in this movie than any of the others that I can remember. Also, another offhanded thing was this is the first time that they tried to start their own Mandela effect by changing the last line in the Freddy song to 910, he's back again. That irritated the shit out of me, actually. Yes. What was it? I always hear that as never sleep again. My kid even got pissed off about that. Yeah, (laughs) she did. She goes, that's not the right song. Um... Yeah, that was it. I, I'm trying to remember who he played. Who did, the other character where he plays without his makeup on in this one. But they what didn't have. Did it in the was female in makeup the last time, and he was the driver in something. And in the pool, really it was like a pool drain at one scene. What are you talking um. about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's. This is fun. (laughs) So anyway. (laughs) So we've gone to the the first death is is in the banks, as it were. And uh she saw him of course fall into her uterus. That's kind of a big thing. The unic imagery in it. She's pregnant. Finds out she's pregnant. Freddie says, it's a boy! 
bitch. It's a boy, bitch. Then <laughs> 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 his mom shows up and scares him off. Yeah. And then hey. Dan parents uh like come to her and they're like, Sweetheart, I believe you're losing your fucking mind. Uh, can we have that sweet, sweet little baby? Well, hasn't she already met the kid at this point by the time the parents Well, yes, over? in the hospital, yeah. she sees the fucking Haley Joel Osmond of the past <laughs> come up and be like, my name's oh, Jacob, man. bro. I'm a goth like the guy in part two. <laughs> and... Again, the their idea of making this ghost story esque is the whole conversation afterward where her friend is like, Well, there's no kids in this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, she tell after she meets Jacob, she tells all her friends uh, about Freddie and no one believes her, but they're being super supportive anyway because she's crazy. But if they hadn't believed her, would there have been anybody else? For Freddie to infect and get in their dreams other than Alice and her kid. Hmm. Well, so I mean, the swimmer made it a long time. What? The swimmer made it a long time. I mean, yeah. and she was the one that just would not bend. She was like, nope, you're crazy. This is not fucking real. There is no we dude. Mark joins in, the comic book guy, even when he joins in saying, no, this is real. Look, I've seen him. She still wouldn't cave. But yeah. again, as you say, like, dude, she was the one taking the right path in this. They're like, hey, guys, here's a great little introspective thing about life. Don't listen. To Don't your ever listen to your friends. <laughs> Point taken. <laughs> and uh, Greta dies. The one that oh, the mom's like, you're gonna be a model. Yeah. Uh, the reason I that girl that. got the job is because she was one of the few actresses that were willing to be ugly. Uh, because they had a lot of different, really pretty actresses that came yeah. in for the role, and they were like, "Hey, when this is all said and done, we're gonna make you like really ugly." And they were like, "Oh, I don't want to be ugly on scene. I only want to be pretty." And when she showed up, she was like, "Dude, the." the nastier the better and they were like you get the part and this is like one of those scenes where apparently uh because i i love the way part pieces of this are of this scene are um this but made like, me think of beetlejuice so yes much. yes 100 yeah, but it's also an example of alice not just infecting her with you're gonna know about freddie now but infecting her with the ability of like daydreaming because she is still at this dinner party, but asleep, but not asleep because she's dreaming these different reactions from these people and this conversation with her mother that it doesn't look like actually happened once it gets to the other part of it. But then that's the question. Like did this chick fall asleep at the table and they let her sleep for a while and then she choked on her food that she had in or her is throat she daydreaming the whole time like she Alice. was asleep? I don't know, but the way she stood up and started coughing and moving her arms, I yes. fucking died. And not only that, she did something I've seen Carrie fucking do in a TikTok and it, I died. It was so fucking funny. <laughs> But the prosthetics they give her for the way her face is blowing up, like, I it's thought literally it was... the same prosthetics they used on Alice in part four for her to look old. <laughs> well, yeah, true. Exactly. It's got to be. But the fact that they were able to make her look like the smashed porcelain doll that she had yeah. earlier. 
Um, that was really neat. And so there was one interesting thing I found out about this, like the, uh, the prosthetic cheeks that she had to wear for this. Um, so the whole time they were filming it, she could only eat through a straw and she got so hungry that she decided to try to eat the spaghetti that had been made on set that day. And the sauce dripped down into the chin part of her prosthetic and had to stay there all day long. So uh, I could not. <laughs> were you trying to say, were one of you guys trying to say something? We were talking about spaghetti. Why isn't Frankie talking? Imagine an ant getting in there. <laughs> I see what you did there. Every time we say spaghetti. See, I'm not Italian anymore, so that doesn't work. Damn it. Wait, Carrie said something. What'd you Fuck say? Fuck you, Carrie? Ancestry.com. About an ant. Carrie's talking about ants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm for it. Yeah, that so, actually, <laughs> actually uh, after that experience where she had that uh, spaghetti sauce uh, in that appliance and she in, and after going around with it all day and just smelling it all day, she's she hasn't ever had heavy appliance work done in any movie since. Oh, wow. If yeah. she had just tried to snack on some spaghetti flavored popcorn, she wouldn't have had any gross spaghetti sauce in her prosthetic. True. You're not wrong. That's true. But, uh, I, that is that is one of the scenes, and I, I'll probably say that about all the scenes, but that is one of the scenes that everybody on set was like super happy with how much they got filmed and like how much how cool it was. And then when the movie came out, they're like well, that was about a second and a half. Where's all the full footage? Right. Yeah, the they footage also, down? not only did they cut out a lot of the graphic parts of all of these death scenes, but they cut out a lot of the dialogue and the laughter of the people at the dinner table, too. Yep. Like, they didn't want people laughing at death. They thought that was bad for some reason. They took out a lot of uh, Freddie's laughter in Dan scene, too. Yep. Not just the graphic parts. Maybe they were because they knew how shitty the stop motion animation was going to be in the refrigerator scene later. (laughs) That was fucking terrible. Like, what happened there? Why did somebody make the decision to have so much stop motion animation in this? Uh, Like that was the that was actually the director who is he he's a big fan of stop motion and he's like man CG because like this film was it this this film this was the last slasher film of the 80s and this was like the peak of like latex appliances like physical effects started fucking taking it all over yeah yeah and so he wanted all that stop motion he wanted all those physical effects and that's why people are like building shit and they're having to tell them to shut up because we're trying to film they're like well we're trying to get the next scene ready oh okay yep so did they yeah, like they, spend all of the budget, like except for like three hundred bucks, and they just over oh, there like, oh shit, well, we got to hire a stop motion animation guy. Who can we get for three hundred bucks? Well, it, it is kind of amazing that they did use so much stop motion animation because we all know at least a little bit about how long that takes, <laughs> and the fact that they only had four weeks to make this movie meant that while they were writing it on set day by day as they went, they were still filming in one set location while everybody else involved with the project was setting up the next film location and they were writing it in between as they moved. 
The fucking stop motion animation in the green jelly video for three little pigs blew this out of the water. Like, okay, I'm like, not going to disagree with that. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yeah, but like to be fair, the diving board stop animation was actually pretty good. It was totally uh, the Evil Dead. And, you know, uh, not only that, but the thing was actually yeah. sick the whole day. Oh yeah, the she had uh, Yvonne. Was Yvonne, yeah, yeah, she had a uh, food poisoning, yeah. I believe. When they filmed that, holy shit, that's like maybe she was just sick because she remembered all the good movies that she was in. That's a good point. There's so, like so many cursed things though, like. She's doing a diving scene and she's got like food poisoning. And then yep. like the girl, uh the the model, she has she can't eat, so she eats spaghetti and now she's smelling spaghetti the whole time, so she's super discomfortable. Uh I mean they literally had all the signs. Alice had uh when she's giving birth, she's like on her period and she's shooting this because I'm having some trouble. And yeah. It's just just cursed. But uh, so you get the diving board scene, which is definitely an Evil Dead reference. Well, we from did, it uh, looks exactly like the bridge. Mark, Mark happens after that. She comes before. out and he goes after Mark. Well, after Greta dies, Mark starts to believe her or whatever. Yvonne doesn't. But um, then there's the Take On Me song. Yeah, but oh, I think that. God, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Yvonne gets taken into the dream first. No, because she still then, doesn't believe it after Mark tells her and says, I was attacked by him last night. She still she doesn't believe in it. But then her, Alice gets Yvonne out of the dream. That's still... And then Freddie goes after the kid because Alice wasn't even thinking about him. But Mark she had to still be put had to sleep with him first. to save Yvonne. <clears throat> but Mark, Mark still was had there to watch. I know that. I understand that. That he, what, uh, he smashed his hand on the glass. Yeah, yeah. He remembered because that was the little dream that he had. So he was broken out of that dream too, but he got cuts on his hand. Yes. Hey, you know what would have been funny? Like if, uh, you know, when Alice draws her stick figure and writes Alice above it so she'll go inside his dream, if when yeah. she appeared in his dream, she was stick figure Alice. That would be so bad. Yeah, that would have been And they definitely did the, like Grim was saying. Uh, take on me. Yeah, the take on me. And that video had, had come out four years prior to this. And yeah. it was definitely that uh -huh. animation. Definitely Aha's, uh like a ripoff of Aha. Uh -huh. um, it was a great video, though. But and hey, uh, the door is red in this one, Matt. Exactly. It's red in all of them, Frankie. I don't understand why you keep bringing attention. Well, <laughs> no, not really. No. Well, all fine. You just be oh, against you. You be against poodles as much as you need to be. I uh, I want to say something about because this paper shredder. This uh, this paper shredder death scene because it's kind of neat, but uh, specifically about Super Freddy, uh, which isn't a thing. Uh, yeah. One. He has a lightning bolt on his shirt because his shirt caught on fire from a squeeze. Yeah, but wait, the kid's character was named um, Mark. No, his comic book character, oh, uh, something Phantom. Phantom. Oh, I wrote it down somewhere. The Phantom Stranger or something. Anyway, one of the Phantom Brothers. Um, yeah, one of the Phantom yes. Brothers. <laughs> 
Uh, Wally I Phantom. Up, I can't remember that. now. But Everybody anyway, he's more like Super Shredder, and I'm like, no, this looks like the uh, gangster villain from The Mask. Yeah, the Phantom Prowler. The Phantom Prowler. <laughs> the genius name like... for a superhero. Yeah, it sounds that doesn't like a sound like a villain. hero. It sounds like a villain. Mm-hmm. That's like actually, that's actually Freddy Cooper's pet name for me. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm so proud of you guys. Yeah, cuts Yay. Like the paper shreds. What the fuck? Where's the blood? Where's the and then one of the yeah, things like, the MPAA cut off was part of the scene where he like decapitates him and his actual head goes flying away from the paper. But the MPAA cut that part uh, out. <laughs> Still a memorable death scene though. Yeah, yes. because of Super Freddy and because of, you know, his superheroes basically has a villain's name and his superpower is I have two nine millimeters and that's it. Yeah, well, we've already established, A, dream powers aren't a thing. Uh, <laughs> and then secondly, all of the dream warriors suck. Yeah, all it's not that warriors- they're not a thing, it's that they're all useless. Yeah, the Dream Warriors suck because this is like some stoner ass like comic book kid that's like, well, I could probably do like Dream Warrior thing. And he didn't even know. He just did it. Did they not? What about the did they not? He was inspired by the uh, the broken doll of the girly love that was heavily, heavily foreshadowed earlier. Yeah, that's about I love the most- that. The fact that this is also the character that was based off of the director. Yeah. And I literally love the fact that the girl who got stuffed, you know, the pretty girl, is his girlfriend. And it is the least talked about thing in the whole fucking movie. Like, unless you catch some of the conversation, you would not assume that they were boyfriend and girlfriend at all. Again, how do you have that much exposition and you don't establish anything? Like, yes. yes. They were boyfriend and girlfriend. That's That was the connection loss when he finally, Freddie was able to the get him because it was his girlfriend. Because the fucking director was doing his little like <laughs> on the script. Wow. Well, he's also, he actually is the one that drew out all the storyboards for this, too, in comic book form. I think at some point, um, Mark was supposed to be goth with, like, black hair and be all extra broody. But they decided to model him after the director instead. And he got, like, uh, Hawaiian shirts and colorful things. And and I believe he's also... I believe he's that actor is also the same one that said he refused to memorize the script anymore because it changed every day. So he um, didn't want to memorize his lines. He passes out at the side of blood during most of the movie. Yes. Like that's his But that's his main character. That's his only character. That is he literally fell asleep in a dream. Like they try so hard to make this an inception movie. Because when Alice goes into the dreams of her kid, she's then able to go into the dreams of Freddy Krueger. And the comic book kid can actually fall asleep in a first layer of dream and enter a second layer of dream. Because that doesn't make any fucking sense. I think there was a lot of times where there was a dream within a dream. 
with the dream. Yeah. And the like, whole, uh, even the waking parts, up and then eating the yep, right there. Like, yep. and, well, even the shit. parts where you're fairly certain they're all awake, but you're not really sure, it all seems to have this like dreamlike reality to it. Like even her waking up in the hospital with all the people staring in at her, surrounded by windows yeah. to this one hospital room. Like, what? Every single what shot this? of this movie seemed like it was a part of the dream. Yes. Every single shot in this movie sucked. <laughs> yes! <laughs> sucked! Carrie pooping on the movie again. <laughs> I was no. trying to, uh, I was trying to edit something with the, uh, the trailer for this movie earlier and i realized every scene in this movie is just like purposefully super dark they had the blue filter on in a lot of yeah. a lot of the shots and this is just a dark dark movie but do you think that subconsciously it's because they didn't want anybody to see it even bob <laughs> jay the head of new line for all of these movies has been quoted as saying part five was lame. As a beloved series, the Nightmare on Elm Street series, this is not uh, the the best film, but no. you could the worst films of other iconic series. This is still okay. Pretty, okay. I, I, I still can agree with that. that. I can yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But at the same time, if you watch the new Halloween and go like, all right, that's Michael Myers. It's a good lineage. Yabba, yabba, yabba. But in the end, if you took Michael Myers out of it, it would have been a fucking garbage movie. Yeah. Like good movies. You can sub out the main bad guy and sub anybody in. And it still works because it's, established yeah. but if you took Freddie out of this fucking movie it would have been who gives a fucking rat's ass it would have been another brain scanners which was trying to rip off this movie yeah that's fair well with it's Halloween Kills a lot of the reason why it was bad is because you took Laurie Strode and, and benched her and yeah. like without a compelling protagonist to go up against Michael Myers there's just nothing. And I think that's what's happened with the last two films in this series. Like, there's nobody really going up against Freddy until the end when it's almost like, oh, we got to button it up. Okay, she can kill him now. Yeah. It's not and like then this point, she was too weak to do shit, even though technically she so had the souls of her friends inside of her giving her power. But they're inside of her... Kid, but if she can goes into her kids' dreams, then they share all that been shit. Named ostensibly by Freddy. Freddy Krueger named that kid, and she was like, "I'm good with that." Yeah, yeah. I don't know the whole thing. Why don't we call weird. him Jacob, bitch? <laughs> she shouldn't have aborted that little freaking brat. <laughs> like he was in the fucking. She decided she was going to keep him, and then he starts yelling at her, "You don't care about me." <laughs> <laughs> he's literally in his emo phase in the fucking womb it's not gonna get much better than that no i think that pro-lifers need to watch this movie <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a little like omen kid too like, yeah um... there were so many rip-offs of other horror movies in this 
that it borderlined on parody yeah. at some moments. Yeah. He was just in there slapping in all the coffee. Yeah. Uh, I think it's interesting that we do have uh, a revisit of Ghost Nun, but that this Ghost Nun is younger than the previous Ghost Nun. So it's <laughs> this is pre pre Ghost Nun. Yeah, uh, Ghost Age in reverse. <laughs> Uh, the other thing is that I always kind of found really interesting. Uh, first of all, uh, when Freddy's back, he has a really long arm for no reason. But yeah, and like his arms cut off and tied back together because yeah. there was the scene where she broke his arm off. I think yeah. it was he had a long arm. The first one was the left arm. It was super fucking long, and then he had like freaking long ass toe claws. Well, wasn't that and supposed then the, to the be the other scene with his arm? It was the right arm that was really fucking long. This is this is all about long Freddy because when Freddy was like stuck inside of her, he had these like super long thighs that went like a foot away from her body and three feet out of the back of her. Okay, and and about that, like you had, they're just standing there, Alice and Jacob, and Jacob's like, "Hey, uh, Freddy's been inside you this whole time. That's how he's been doing this." And she's just like, "Okay, well, I'll just go ahead and pull him out then." Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an option. You mean I could have done this all along? Shit. If I had known. The other thing that was really weird to me was that, like, they purposefully made Freddy older in this film, but this yeah. is his rebirth, so he should technically be younger. Not you would imagine. <laughs> but you would imagine wrong. But like, okay, so they surmise that. In the end, Freddy's like weakness is the nun. And Yvonne's like, I'm gonna go and find that nun. Why do I start thinking about to that fucking Balky movie? None of that nun. Um <laughs> but why the fuck is it that ghosts are just like sealed up with like stone? Like, ah oh, fuck, they're their ghost is in this room well, and the stone is keeping them in there. Also supposed to be the same place as the sanitarium that they were just in like two years prior yes. to this. Where all those kids died and they were like, yes. oh dude, we gotta shut this fucker down. But they kept well, it like mean, some kind of medieval it like castle. Yeah, it looks like it's been abandoned for like a hundred years. And Robert Shea said, every time I hire somebody skeleton. European to write a script, it's fucking gargoyles and Catholic uh, or Gothic cathedrals. But something I wanted to remind you guys that pissed me the fuck off was that a doctor called and released information on Alice's baby to, to, the, the, to the grandparents. Da, yeah, of, no, to, to Dan's parents. parents. Yeah. yeah. That pissed me the fuck off. You're not supposed that to do that. That would not yeah. happen. Because yeah. again, Elm Street has Even a fucking bullshit health code and yes. none of their doctors take the Hippocratic Oath. And none they don't them. have any kids. So, you know, hey, all the kids are dead. They don't treat kids. All the no kids, kids in dead. this hospital. All, all the kids, the are, kids dead. are dead. Okay, so was that the, was that the doctor that uh, did the ultrasound? Yes. 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 All right, so in his defense, like, he... uh his line where he just straight up asked Alice, are you asking me if your baby is dreaming or having nightmares? That is the only logical response to this movie. So <laughs> I'm kudos to him. Yeah. <laughs> Fine, he gets a few points for 
being logical but gets a lot of points taken away from breaking the Hippocratic oath. Well, yeah, but even way before that, he was also making the comments when she first wakes up in the hospital. It's basically like, oh, well, you know, she's just suffering from hysteria. She's a girl. (laughs) Hey, Frankie, can you guess? (laughs) Girls, can you guess what the Hippocratic oath is? Thank you very much. No. It's a friend with weed is a friend indeed. I figured we were still making Mr. Show references. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. That's what that was. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I do want to point out one thing, too, about this series. This ends the dreams. Uh, Going forward, we have... Uh, it's just nightmares after this. We had the dream warriors, the dream master, and the dream child, and that's it. No more dreams after this one. That is true. And it was a steep downhill roll <laughs> in between each of those steps. So maybe it was for the best. I literally can't wait to talk about part six. I love part six. What is that? Uh, Freddy's dead? Yes, Freddy's dad is just all over the fucking place. It is so fucking wacky. No, Freddy's dad is... The next one. New Nightmare is uh, seven. Yes. And then uh, we think think Freddy versus Jason is eight? Freddy versus Jason would be eight. eight. Yes. So, Amanda, the sister of the nun, of her remains, was that a skeleton or was she a ghost? Yep. Okay. (laughs) My question on how the clothes were being held up. Okay, thanks. (laughs) Bye. She was as much skeleton and ghost as Freddy was when he kicked their ass as just bones. So a hybrid. Okay, so she pushes Freddy out of her body and then she fucking proceeds to like fall to the ground completely unable to do anything, which, you know, like great idea pulling him out. Where were you going to go with that one? And then the, the nun, so the nun that was released <laughs> from the stone barricade with windows goes in there and goes, Hey, Hey, little kid. Hey, little kid. Hey, pretend she like you're Freddy. You and then he's like, Oh, well, that'll be really easy. Hey, dad, bitch. Like, I want to go and, and learn how to from kill you. things. And then he's like, she's like, now do it. And he spits light at him. Like, why did he have to convince Freddie of that? Like, it would have, she could have just shot him at any point. And Jacob was like, thanks for your help, Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the thing that has killed Freddie in the past two films, that the souls start to rip them apart like they went that direction again and it kind of looks like they're all mad ball versions of their death scenes yeah they found a way to make it even worse congratulations congratulations and And by the way you kind of ran pretty quickly over the part where uh she's pulling freddie out of her they're splitting in half whatever um oh and the asher that is actually a uh they actually used a like quadriplegic actor for yep. that uh, the filming of that, and she like had to hold him up while she separated. That was all really like physical effects, and uh, that the a lot of the cast was like, "This is one of the craziest things we've ever seen." We actually got a 
That's all without legs to be able to shoot things. Yeah. And he had like four foot long thighs. <laughs> oh, that's well, not, not okay. The rating goes from a zero to a two out of two. Yeah. <laughs> but they immediately follow that up by ripping off Labyrinth and doing the Escher scene like very shot for shot along the last scene in Labyrinth uh, with her and him running around. Mm-hmm. And uh, back to zero. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You remind me of the babe? Yes. Yes. It doesn't make any sense that Dan comes out of a door and he's like, Jacob, come with me. And for a second, Alice is like, oh, oh, no, that's good. That's Dan. And then she realizes it's Freddie because Freddie still like unferrals his glove just in Dan form. And he's like, wait a minute. Only Freddie would open his hand like that. Get out of there. Okay, so talking about the Escher, like, quality of these scenes. Robert England has also even said that the toughest scene he has ever had to film was hanging upside down from those stairs. Yes. His blood is rushing to his head. They're having to come and, and like hold him up after every cut. Yeah. And there are so much easier ways to film that scene. <sighs> Because they literally did it in Labyrinth, and it was fine. Mm-hmm. What a shit show! Yeah, I'm kind of exhausted from just talking about like, and we didn't even cover like half of the shit that I wrote down. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's anything you want to throw down that got missed, please. Oh no! I mean, uh, great product placement with the Pepsi cans there at the end, right? <laughs> At the little picnic, that was nice that they saved the product placement for the very, very end instead of the very, very beginning. Did you notice that that was even a painting? It was the uh, famous dot painting where the people are in the park. Like, there were so many shots that were literally shot, set up like the way a famous person's painting was. I don't believe in paintings. (laughs) I didn't catch that. I, you guys brought that up. I will have to go back and check some of those like side by side comparisons. I the, know the castle, the dot, the Escher, uh, the uh, comic book technically still falls under that heading as well, but it's not a like famous artist. It's a comic book artist. Right. But I there was a lot where he was drawing references from different already existing pieces of art. Yeah. Yeah. Like there were so many different references to other horror movies of that time. Yeah. yeah. I just think that in uh the film uh Cemetery Man there is a like uh, <laughs> The Lovers by Rene Marguerite and it is like one of the yeah. coolest one of my favorite shots. Yeah. I, I actually appreciate stuff like that. Hey, well Scott, then you should you definitely seen... go back and check that out. Yeah, I will. I want you to have to watch that shitty ass movie again. If you think COVID's bad, just wait. <laughs> yeah, I won't do that. Scott. Yeah. Have you seen Stage Fright? I don't think so. Okay. Well, it was made by the same guy that made Cemetery Man. And I've been thinking about that. We should do a good movie like that instead of doing some other bullshit like this. It was made by. <laughs> <laughs> Say what did you say? You said it was made by Michelle Sawade. Cemetery Man. Cemetery Man was. 
Yes, stage fright was also. It's a slasher film. I haven't seen that. I thought I had seen his whole catalog, but I'll I'll go check that one out. And uh, if I'm wrong about that, I apologize. I'm pretty sure. Well, guys, is there anything else we need to uh, make sure that people who have stuck around? Yeah, does anybody have any notes that they want to add in? Uh, I just what's like the, about that. with the bike scene. You can see Freddie on the license plate or oh, well, the tag. Oh, that's awesome! And then when Alice and Mark are looking through the pile of newspapers for a moment, the camera is set on an article regarding Amanda Kruger's death. And in that article, the producer Robert Shea is actually quoted as saying, "She was a victim of the evil within us all. I hope she will know peace in the life hereafter." I didn't know that. That's, fucking That's badass. Yeah. I love it. A victim of the evil within us all. The hell? Yeah, I'm pregnant with Freddie too. God damn. Thanks, Supreme Court. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys. Well, you're stuck with it now. I know, right? Oh, well, bitch. No, no. He's affecting me. I must be asleep. Oh, that's the worm. No, that movie definitely is not a movie to start believing in Freddy in because I know a lot of people that watched it fucking fell asleep. <laughs> like me. Hello. Doug, we're gonna do you next. Oh my gosh, look, that's us. <laughs> this is this is uh, uh debatable whether five or two is people's least favorite. Uh is Frankie dead? Yeah, Frankie was done talking. (laughs) (laughs) Bye, Frankie. Frankie, come on. But, yeah, so uh, this was Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Part 2 was better than this movie. Uh, That's fair. Part 2 made more of a point about, because it's still like underscore this other thing. There is no redeeming quality to Part 5 other than the artistic, like, scene design and shit like that. There were some great shots and some great scenes, but the... and Maybe it's just a result of everything that was cut out of it, but the overall plot was full of nonsensical holes. Yeah. Lots of holes! Lots well, of guys, um, tune in next week where we will be covering Nightmare on Elm Street Part 6. Oh, I, I love Freddy's Dead. And uh, and uh, hang on one second. Let me see if let me see if I can we can get Frankie back in here to say goodbye to everybody. Get the weatherman back in here. That, uh, that's what people are clamoring for. Um, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm done. Explosion. It doesn't look like I can get Frankie back on here. So I just... here. Oh, oh my oh. god. <laughs> this is awkward. Yeah. <laughs> awkward. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh stick, you know, stick with us next weekend. We'll have a better movie. Uh I love Freddy's Dead. Great fucking movie. Good. I wish I had some points to assign. I mean, I've been doing that the past few episodes and giving God status and 
I don't think there's anybody that fits the bill. Well, you did give the doctor a point for saying, like, you think your kid's having nightmares. That's one point. I mean, that's hardly, like, what God has one point. Like, Yeah, but if you always give everybody God status, it removes the value of the God status. I guess I'll give all the points to the nun. <laughs> None of that nun. No. She, she spent the whole movie playing hide, hide playing hide and seek again. Like it doesn't like why why? I don't know. I why fucking the hell was movie. it in one scene Freddie's walking down the hallway and he does like the vanish reappear thing. That never happens again. There's no fucking reason for it. Yeah. Why in the fuck was every tunnel a uterus that led to yes. like way too like on point like holes? Uh, why, why the fuck was this so over-sexual without being sexual at all? Do you think that they wanted this to be, I know we've joked about this a lot, but do you think that they wanted this movie to be a message about abortion? I, I don't, I don't know because even when they talk about it, they're like, they say, they yes, this is definitely a sort of pro-abortion thing because... I mean, if she would have aborted the kid, and they kind of referenced that. But if you remember, she was found, she tried to kill herself, and then they took her in and were like, hey, we're going to deliver your baby, and she died from having birth. So who the fuck put her in the damn tower? Like little tiny lizard baby Freddy, which technically wasn't. He was just a normal kid that grew up. Because if he came out looking like cephalopodic, then... That probably would have been it for him. I mean, they they have a really shitty healthcare system in Elm Street, and they don't let in that hospital. So I mean, technically, <laughs> he was already breaking the law. Maybe that's the true origin of Freddy, since they don't have a ch children's ward in that hospital. They just kind of threw him out the back door. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Hey, get the fuck! Out. Do you have a do you have a pass? No." Get out of here, kid. This well, is a hospital, not library. Even the director for this one cannot watch this movie. And it doesn't even seem like he was extremely proud of his work before it was cut. Um, but he has been quoted as saying that, you know, it was a rush schedule without a reasonable budget. And after he finished it, New Line and the MPAA came in and cut the guts out of it completely. But his own words are that what started out as an okay film with a few good bits turned into a total embarrassment that he can't even watch. I mean, I'm embarrassed for him. You know, the other fucking footage and they've released like a master cut of it. Well, supposedly yes. at least a couple of the bigger scenes you can see on the original release of the VHS. Uh, but that's still not all of it. Not not the American release, though. Right. The uh, But there there is a uh, YouTube channel called Decensored and it has some of the footage um, the uh, Never Sleep Again got a couple of pieces of that footage as well, and that's where you'll. That's the only places that, as of June of 2022, uh, all of those scenes have not, still have not been released. And, and I know there's also a lot of people who are like beating down the door, like, "Man, five was so good. Give us more of it." Yeah, no shit. I know. Uh, earlier, we kind of glazed over this, but I wanted to say this again. Uh, Thank you so much to Mr. Marlin for not only listening to this show, but like 
he made a little TikTok that was fuzzy pants, like painting the door red. Uh, it's genius, <laughs> and it, it's it's like it's heart moving that not only says, does he listen, but he goes out of his way to show us that he's paying attention, and we love the shit out of it. In his post, if you know you're listening. Fucking like love you, Mr. Marley. He makes commercials awesome. for our podcast for people that have no clue who we are, and he makes great commercials. <laughs> yes. And he, and most importantly, he acknowledges that the door was blue in the first one. So you can go to hell and acknowledge that it was not blue. He fixed it. You're an asshole. Now he oh. fixed it for you. He did you a favor, buddy. I mean, I would paint the door Before for Freddy you. Before Freddie even lived there, if you pay close attention, <laughs> there's still a lease in the fucking door. How do you not get that? Come on. Mandela <laughs> effect. I kind of want to. Uh, I kind of want to wrap up on this one thought, and it's this: this series could have ended with five very easily, and the way that you end that in a very nice bow is when the Freddy child is born and grows to be a, a young man, you then send him off to the new janitor of Springwood. Yeah. <laughs> and that ends his cycle. Yeah. The I think it would have been a better ending if when Jacob. little Freddy Krueger popped out of her womb, she just like stepped on him like a moth. Drown him in a five-gallon bucket of pee. She just beat him to death with a wire hanger. Oh, too soon. <laughs> Sucked him out with a vacuum? I don't know how to follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the episode got weird. Oh, it's been weird. This movie sucked. I Hopefully we brought some levity to it. But we had a lot to say about it. Movie sucks. Zero out of ten. So yeah, guys, that's been this episode of uh, what the fuck? Rotten Mornings, I think the name of the show is. Join Join us next week for Freddy's Dad, a good movie. Yay! Better days are coming. Stay rotten, guys. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Stay rotten, Cotton. Okay. (laughs) Love you, bye. Stay rotten. Join us next time for another episode of Rotten Mornings. Mm-hmm.